Hi, welcome back to episode 7 of the After Bell podcast. That seems like quite a lot of episodes now. Um, as always, you're joined by me and Harry, and today we've got an extra special episode with two guests uh, who've come in. This is our second time we've had two guests on, um, but they're representing our sixth form, aren't they? Yeah, they are, and I think they did a really good job of it, to be honest. I think uh, they both portrayed sort of their ideas and what they have planned for the future of our school. Essentially, yeah, there are head boy and girl. Um, <laughs> I got deputy head uh, head boy, but um, yeah, they've come on to talk about like their plans, and it, it's a really good one. So carry on listening. However, before we get into that, we just wanted to mention our sponsored partnership with Thomas Veres, who is an author who has kindly contacted us to talk about his. Uh, it's not a new novel. I think it was out two years ago. Before I won. Now, me and Harry have both been sent this novel. Um, we've read it. And I enjoyed it. I don't know. I mean, you can speak for yourself. Yeah, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it's a nice, it's a short read about just 150 pages long. Uh, There's very little dialogue. And uh, if you like a novel that's sort of descriptive and written at like a fast paced writing style, uh, I think you should definitely check this one out. Um, Yeah, what's nice about it is if you're not massively keen on writing, you can read this quickly, easily. And it's basically about a book that explores growing up and and life experiences set in the streets of the Bronx uh, in America. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Thomas speaks about sort of his uh, physically abusive parents who like can't afford much at the beginning of the book. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's like, it's sort of emotionally relatable. Yeah, exactly. It's about, I mean, everyone grows up at at some point and... um, we all face challenges, whether that's to do with money or parents or whatever. And that's what's nice about it, even though it's set, you know, um, the guy in it has a quite a rough beginning, but um, he works his way up through the novel. And I'm not going to spoil the ending, but um, it's hugely motivational, I find, yet sort of real and raw at the same time uh, at the beginning. That's why it hooked my attention as well, because um, I'm like into my motivational sort of books or yeah, videos yeah, yeah. or anything like that and I think if he if he's sort of proving that if he can do it why can't we in mm-hmm. the sense uh, I think there's a little quote at the start of the book actually that sort of yeah says different different sent different little snippets that like sort of give you a different sort of outlook onto life I guess mm-hmm. I mean I found this little quote I highlighted in the book um which is says this isn't a reality show on tv it's only reality and that sort of that sort of goes yeah. for the whole book. Is it's that? Deep. Yeah, it's trying to be real, and he's got a second book out, I think. Um, which I don't know what actually that explores, but I think it explores further into that real struggles faced by real people and not just celebrities talking about celebrity stuff. Um, yeah, but I think it's definitely worth checking it out. Yeah, so if you are interested, please check out Thomas's book. The link will be in the description where you can go onto Amazon and buy the book. Be sure yeah. to check out his Instagram and his website as well. This guy's a really mm-hmm. nice guy, and he's he's done really well for himself with this. Uh, it's this novel. it's really nice that he contacted us to speak about it because we're happy to promote anything anyone you know wants. Um, and yeah, it's a good book. So so definitely uh, check it out. Um, today's episode, uh, yes. as I said, we've got our head boy and head girl on. So we'll just go straight into that. And here is Ilsa and Tom um, talking about what they're going to do. Hi, today we have two really special guests. This is the second time we've had two guests on, but these two are good because they sort of like work hand in hand. We've got our head boy and our head girl, 
newly elected last week, I think it was, or will it be two weeks ago now, um, as like our, our sixth form representatives. Uh, so we've got Ilsa as head girl and Tom as head boy. How are you guys feeling about coming on to this? Pretty great. Pretty great, yeah. <laughs> Tom? Um, I'm excited to be on your podcast. I'd just like to point out we also have the deputy head boy in Harvey, <laughs> and if you could fill my spot with deputy head, deputy head girl, that'd be perfect, but <laughs> then I feel like five five people would be a bit over the top. A little bit, yeah. So, yeah, um, what made you both want to run for head girl, head boy, or whatever? Because you've both got your different reasons, but... um. Obviously, you both got it, so you must have been doing something right. Uh, Ilsa, do you want to start? I think I said this in my my election video, but genuinely, in year five, and me and me and Tom both went to the same primary school, so he'll know that's, what I'm on that's about. Weird. I, it really is. We're in the same form at sixth form as well, which I think is a bit weird. The house captains, and you didn't really get anything, but you did get a stripy tie, and I kind of wanted the stripy tie, and I was really really upset because yeah. I didn't get <laughs> it. And ever since then, I've been like, I want to be head girl and nothing else will be good enough. <laughs> yeah, so you've wanted this for a long time then, right since primary yeah, school. it's been a while. Um, but more for the tie rather than the actual position itself. <laughs> Tom, what made you think you'd be any good at running for head boy? Um, well, I wanted to represent students' voices. And I think that past head boys haven't done it as well or I haven't felt in the younger years that mm-hmm. actually my voice had any impact. Um, and I wanted to give something back to the students who... It's, it was a great culture at our school, and I think that giving something back would be the best way for me to contribute to the environment. Yeah, I mean, uh, being, like, running for a head boy uh, position is one that comes with quite a bit of responsibility as well, and um, you're sort of representing all the students of the school, so I guess it's important that you're giving back to the students as much as you're representing the school externally. I agree with that. So you both decided you wanted to run for the position Mm -hmm. so the next step was sort of creating your manifesto and deciding policies how did you go about that Ilsa? I think quite a lot of like my policy making was guided by like the situation that we're in at the moment because yeah I know it's like a bit of a cliche to say but we're in unprecedented times and it's a bit (laughs) like no one really knows what's going on so I wanted to make that the main focus of like what I was doing and what I could offer the school because I think it is something that's on everyone's minds at the moment like coming back to school how are we gonna do it will it be safe so I wanted to make sure that that was most of what I talked about and then in terms of like my manifesto for qualities I just said I was a great person and hopefully that was enough (laughs) I mean of course this time as well we've uh obviously I campaigned as well for head boy but we had to do it like through email basically so uh, making a manifesto electronically sending out a video um tom how did you find that because you're not like the best at like technology stuff are you <laughs> no not not at all um so i spoke to the previous head boy and i spoke to a group of 10 people and we basically brainstormed ideas um and i also spoke to one teacher who nominated me and she advised right. me i had like a list of six ideas originally and then when I wrote the speech, I went down to three because I, I figured that I'd spoke for like five minutes and I could only get three ideas in. So I went, then she said that I should go with the digital planner idea. So that brought me to four ideas and I managed to get it down. So it'd be like four minutes to the speech. Um, right. Yeah. I also, I also emailed all the teachers with like detailed 
plans of my policies, Harvey. I know I've emailed them to you. Um, mm-hmm. And also, I will email them to you. But the Thanks. thing was then to... <laughs> it was then so that I can show teachers that I'd planned it and I was prepared to put the effort in. Yeah. yeah. So you speak about effort, sort of. What was the, like, bottom line motivation for running for head boy? Was it Was it the fact that you thought head boys previously had sort of mistreated their power or was it something you'd always wanted to do i don't think it's a case of mistreating power i think it's more of a case of they've not had enough of a say they've not had enough like ability to think i'll tell you what i'll say what i think i'll say what students think um or they didn't realize what students think is my opinion i think that we could have and students head boys before that could have um said more what we were thinking um and that's what i would like to do i think it's nice that um, when coming up with your ideas to put on your manifesto about what you wanted to improve, you got together with a group of students and actually asked them. Um, Ilsa, did you also ask people like um, I don't their opinions think and stuff like that? I asked people, but obviously I've been at my school for five years and the sixth yeah. year being in our joint school. So I feel like I had a pretty good grip on what people wanted and what had been said in previous manifestos and Obviously, they, they weren't videos before, but in speeches that hadn't really been yeah. achieved. So I was trying to kind of build on the work that other people have done and actually deliver something rather than say you're going to and then not deliver it, which I think is similar to what Tom said, really. Yeah, it's nice that you both you both want to deliver what, you, what you're promising on, and it's, it's not just for show, that position, either. Yeah, so, um, so it's Wednesday last week. Yeah. You've just woke up. <laughs> You've seen the results. How were you both feeling? Seeing were you was it a initial like excitement or nerves or what was what was the initial feeling like? Well, we you got sent an email, but we actually had a a Google Meet. So every single candidate yeah. that had been running was added to this call with Miss I cannot say their names, can I? <laughs> <laughs> no, just like with the head of our the sixth senior, form. Yeah, our sixth form like teachers were like organized this uh video meeting didn't they yeah and we're all sat there and i was kind of expecting them to do like a drum roll or something and they just went head girl is blah deputy is blah head boy and i was like (laughs) jesus christ they just they didn't mess about with that did they i didn't know that you know it was terrifying so you all just sat there so if you didn't like there have been a handful of people who didn't like sort of get any position yeah. did they just sort of just was, leave the I, call like i felt like it was a little bit awkward <laughs> like it was a good five or ten minutes after she'd announced it and we were still all there because they were just talking to us and i was like if i hadn't been her girl i would have obviously i wouldn't have been crying on the the call but it must be really really mm. awkward and i was like <laughs> there was a lot more um girls running for head girl as well so surely that was um yeah. made the 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 results a bit more kind of daunting why do you think that is why do you think there was more more girls running than boys do you think that was just like more more people sort of wanted change in the in the girls school or Mm. like just more boys were uninterested in yeah what do you think tom i think that's the case i think most of the boys being through the lower school i think that's definitely the case that they they realize that head boys generally have little impact that you just see them at ceremonies and that's it there's no real like you don't see them in forms or you don't see them going to school games and asking people what they think and what they want um so i think that they, were, they all realized that head boy really doesn't do much in itself at the minute 
Um, and so I think most of them would think it's just effort that didn't need to be happened. Yeah, I mean, I think I think more people running though is nicer as well because, um, like Ilsa, you've already started um contacting people who didn't yeah. get the um the final position, didn't you? Yeah, because I felt like I can't say that I'm giving back to the school and making sure that everyone's voices are heard if I don't take into account other nominees like ideas because they're clearly good ideas yeah. otherwise they wouldn't have been up there running so i thought yeah. a really great idea would be to get them to help me to help the school in mm-hmm. in a way that hopefully benefits not just me but everybody in the school because it's a variety of ideas yeah yeah I exactly I, I think that's really nice um and it allows people who feel like you know who wanted their voice um to be heard their voice is still being heard yeah so that's that's great um are you too worried about like your duties like going forward in the next year uh pending that we're all going back <laughs> to school as normal say in september how do you feel about having to like perform speeches and um speak to like parents and and younger students tom I think it's more of a, an opportunity more than pressure. I think it's a good chance to develop both of our skill sets and your skill set, Harvey, um, mm. in speaking. Um, and I think for whatever we go on to do in the future, it's a good opportunity for that to happen. And also to represent people's views. I think you feel a sense of responsibility, don't you, to actually yeah, represent definitely. them and not just and not just say yes to every single idea. I think you've hit the nail on the head there with the... Um with the seeing it as an opportunity more than daunting because I feel like speaking it's all about the confidence even if you're not confident if you act confident that'll make your speech 10 times better because um like being able to speak in front of a large crowd is a task that not many people can do and not many people are willing to do but if you go in with the right mindset about it then you shouldn't need much like preparation or sort of uh practice it should just feel natural yeah definitely um Ilsa do you feel like you have that sort of natural confidence that's needed to fulfill that role or is it something you're going to have to work on at like with the experience you're going to get well I think I think you kind of know the answer to this because you you're in my (laughs) English class I'm I'm not a, a quiet person I think in the seven years of primary school we had together Tom will know that I'm not really a quiet person either and I I don't really obviously I do get nerves like standing up in front of a group of people but realistically they probably won't remember after a couple of weeks if I do mess up and I think (laughs) yeah I I can always deliver a good speech uh in in any situation really because my dad used to do um debate competitions and he's got like tons of trophies so maybe I've just like inherited right. his natural wonderful speaking ability yeah <laughs> what are what are the plans to change school then i know you've got uh some like top bullet point uh sort of manifesto points to both of you to sort of change change both sites so if you start with you tom what would be your main areas you're looking into sort of two or three the main areas, and I had a meeting with one teacher today about um, the wellbeing union, which is when we want year 12 and 13 students to help people with revision or with just coming up to secondary school. I think we've been through it ourselves. It's a way to give to give back for everyone. Um, for the J6, I want more uh, coffee access. I want um, <laughs> a ping pong table access uh, for the J6 so that we can use the 
success of the other schools ping pong table and have it at both sites um, and finally i want a digital planner um, which is a big change but i've got most of slt on board with that um, and we should start to see it around february and easter where we'll start to see it being phased in specifically about this well-being union thing what what would that actually do because other schools might have something similar what is that so the wellbeing unit will be year 12 and 13 students. And what we want to do is also to improve the year 12 and 13's personal statements, but also to help people. You know, we do Saturday school, don't we, to help with revision um, yeah. coming up to GCSEs, if we have GCSEs next year. But the priority would be to give them ways in which to improve themselves, both as a person and, both, and academically, um, and to help them improve with, by giving experience that maybe teachers don't understand. Teachers don't understand students yeah. as well as maybe peers will. Um, and so it's just an extra support mechanism framework for people to make sure that they have the best possible experience at grammar. So it's about that that student-to-student contact rather than just always teachers helping out. Yeah, I think I had people from the year below ask me um, revision techniques and ask me for advice this year. And it's just more like a formal mechanism of what that yeah. was, really. Um, and so that's yeah. really something I'd want to introduce. Yeah, I think you brought up some good points there. I definitely like the the phase into using technology for the planner as well. I feel mm. like that's definitely ideal moving forward because it you know it reduces the paper costs and all the the environmental uh, issues there, which is good. Uh, Ilsa, are your sort of points the similar to his or? Yeah, funnily enough, I I didn't even realise about your kind of like. Obviously, I knew about the digital planner, but I hadn't realised that me and Emily, the the deputy, have just done a a virtual suggestions box on Google Forms. Oh, that's great. Instead of having one, like, a physical box, because obviously no one can access it at the moment for a start. And we were saying that as a child, do you really want to write something down on a piece of paper and put it in a box? No, Mm. you don't. So we've, we've set that up as a... It should be getting distributed over the next few days if... Uh, the head teacher gives it the approval but I I found it quite funny how we've we hadn't really discussed that together but me and Tom have both managed to do like digital digital things already it's good to see well it's like Harry said it's quite important that um the school moves forward as well as everything else and it's great to see that I didn't know about that and you've already started doing stuff within two weeks of getting the position that's great uh so what sort of, how do you know that the other students are on board with these ideas? You know, despite the fact that you've been voted in, which is obviously shows that they're behind the idea. Have you both spoke to sort of fellow students uh, along the way? Or has it just been sort of a individual run, Elsa? Um, well, since being like voted in, I think I've spoken to tons of members of our year group that I probably wouldn't have spoken to on like a daily basis. Just to check yeah. that like... I'm doing the right thing, that I'm doing the best job that I can to represent them, not just the best job I can to represent myself as good head girl, if that makes sense. And in particular, I've been speaking to Harvey's girlfriend. <laughs> Who was actually on the podcast two weeks ago. Oh, she was. I haven't watched that one yet. Don't don't fight me. <laughs> um, yeah, what about you, Tom? Have you Have you been speaking to people recently after the position or just sort of plain sailing? No, I've I've spoke to J6 students um, in general and they were confused. It seemed to me that there were as a large proportion that were, were confused as to what the situation was going back to school 
um, and I managed to get a meeting with the assistant head teacher, which happened this morning, um, for my questions and questions from the J6 to be answered. Um, so hopefully we can provide a bit of clarity with that. And I've also emailed all of the lower school and I've had quite a few questions um, from them about possibly improving school dinners. One person suggested a Tommy Coyle boxing. Can I look into that? Um, and one person suggested box? hockey. What is that? Um, he can, Basically, what I understand is that Tommy Coyle, the boxer, um, he goes into Hornsey Primary School and teaches boxing there. Um, oh, right. And he, sa- and he said that there was classes um, that outside of school that students go to. So he wanted to see if that could be implemented at uh, grammar. So I've got to get in touch with the relevant teachers. And he also wanted hockey as a option for like, in year 10 and year 11. You don't have like a set curriculum deals in year 9, 8 and 7. So he wanted yeah. to see if hockey could be one of the things that we have a go at. Yeah, I don't see why that would be um, out of out of the school's possibility. Because I know moving up the secondary school in like GCSE PE and just PE throughout the normal school, we had like you know, G Great Britain contenders in from like the Olympics who would come in and like teach classes. So that's definitely achievable. But say say that isn't achievable for you to uh, accomplish as like the head boy head girl position. What what do you think your method would be to sort of uh, get back to a kid and sort of tell him, sorry, we we're not we're, we're unable to do this. Would you? What would be your approach there? I. Personally, be really upfront with them and tell and be honest with the what what the problems were, what the explanation from the teachers were. I don't think that we need to sugarcoat things for for students. We just got to give them the answers yeah. as it is, whether they like it or not. That's that's what the answer is. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. And that that's the main thing. It's about being honest with uh, the students because I feel like in in previous years, like you said, Gatti, a, a head boy would promise something and then he wouldn't deliver it, and then when when asked, he just sort of wouldn't give you a straight up answer and I feel like you know it's the same with sort of politicians or anyone in in high power you you, they promise you something they don't give you it you ask them uh they're dishonest but as long as you question yeah Yeah. dodging the question but as long as you you with your head boy head girl positions are honest that's that's the main thing I mean, Elsa, how do you feel sort of going up against that that school system that has got so many rules uh, of why they shouldn't change something um, and of why they should just stick to what they usually do? How do you feel trying to change stuff in that? Do you feel it's just sort of not worth trying or um, do you feel motivated to at least bring about some sort of change? I think if you're not motivated to bring about some sort of change, then you shouldn't be in this position because this position is not one to okay, I've been elected, I'm going to do nothing now. If you're not motivated Mm -hmm. to bring about change, then you should not be doing this. And yeah, it's going to be difficult. Like Tom's saying, he's had meetings with teachers and already like run into some issues within two weeks of being in the job. But well, job, not like we're getting paid. But (laughs) I think it is, you have to try. You've got to talk to people high up. You've got to talk to the teachers. You've got to talk to everybody. Because if you're not, trying to improve the school and I'm trying my best to change the school so it'll stay that way after I'm gone and keep on improving even when hopefully I'm off at uni yeah I just I think it's it's completely necessary to improve it even if teachers think that it's you know okay I don't think it's it's not good enough it needs to get better all the time exactly 
um, it's nice to have something that would um, be like a lasting change as well, that even after you've left school, it's still carried on of something you implemented to help people. And yeah. I'm, I'm sure most people would really appreciate that. Harvey, you, uh, with the deputy head role, we sort of haven't brushed upon the, the deputy's roles. So how how does that differ to, to the head role? Do you still have sort of like the same sort of... Do, do you, will you stay in contact with the heads and sort of still put forward your ideas? Is it just the the heads that would um, sort of put forward the idea to everyone else? Or do you still have as much... Because I, I don't actually know. I'm, I'm just wondering how much... Yeah. How are the deputies have as well? I think what I've gauged as being deputies, and maybe Emily would agree, the head head girl deputy is uh, less of a representative and more of of ideas, you know. And the best head boys and girls are the ones that work well with us. And so far, we've been working as a team, or especially the head girl unit and then head boy unit. Um, Tom has been talking to me about ideas, keeping me in the loop. Um, I'm not just there as sort of well. You know, it's second place, but it's not just that. You're on a team and you're both striving to, to make that change happen um, of what you want to change in school. So so that's what I feel feel my responsibility yeah. is. Do you, do you all feel there's an added pressure now to sort of do well academically as well? Like an extra sort of drive to sort of work hard, get your work done? Because at the end of the day, you are role models to like all the students. Um, yeah. So do you feel, Garty, that sorry, Tom, that there's a, an added sort of uh, pressure there? Because I know you, you're very academically on the ball anyway, but do you feel there's, there's that added pressure? Um, no, I wouldn't say there's added pressure. I think I put enough pressure on myself to do well. Um, and I yeah. think the university, yeah, I think the university grades or whatever the entrance requirements are, I think that'll put enough pressure on for me to make sure I work. Um, I don't think that being head boy necessarily puts more pressure on. And I don't think if you're not head boy or deputy head boy, then I don't think there's less pressure. I think ultimately we're all trying to go to a high apprenticeship or uni. So you've got to meet the requirements for them. Yeah. yeah. And I sort of think you've brushed upon it nicely. I think anyone, I think there's a misconception that you have to be really smart to get a head boy role or a deputy head or any, any sort of role there. I think it's more sort of your your sort of work ethic even if you're not like academically you know gifted if you've got a good work ethic I think you've got just as much of a chance of like gaining one of those roles as as anyone else does true true um thanks you two for coming on to talk about um this this new position that you've got um but moving on to the film slash tv show of the week round um very excited (laughs) I so Tom doesn't really watch much TV or films, do you, Tom? Tom. Oh. <laughs> no, you should know that. No time for that. Tom, you don't know some of the most obvious... I mean, have you ever seen Star Wars? Nope. Harry Potter? No. Nope. Star Wars? No. Nope. Any big oh, franchise Toy Star- that any Toy other Star- human on the planet had seen? <laughs> nope. Nope. None of that. Disappointment. I think it's probably best I talk to Ilsa about what Ooh. film have you watched this week? Okay, well, I didn't technically watch it this week, but I don't really care because I really enjoyed it. It's called The Portrait of a Lady on Fire. It's a a French film, but there's the subtitles, so I wasn't really bothered. And it's about three kind of women on an island in the middle of France, in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. and two of the women fall in love, and it's wonderful. 
it it's a bit of a arty film, but uh, mm. I went to see it in cinemas. I d- don't think you did, did you, Elsa? No, unfortunately, I did not. Well, I really enjoyed it too. Um, it, it's a slow film, but um, you find that the the payoffs, like the, the parts where you want there to be something happens, happens, and um, I especially like the ending. What what did you like about it? I really, really enjoyed the ending. Um, yeah. Can can I spoil it? Or... Yeah, go on, go on, just yeah. do I just, it. <laughs> I liked how it. even though they weren't together, that there was still like the lasting sense of their like their love throughout the film, and especially like the final scene where they're they're at the orchestra, which was mentioned right at the beginning of the film. I thought was like a really lovely way to end it. Yeah, I mean, satisfying. It's set, it's set in the 18th century. I'm pretty sure. Um, and obviously, like, uh, a love story between two women wouldn't have been um, exactly known about that. And the whole premise of it was about um, a painting being made to send to um, marriage arrangement. But it's this painter and this young woman who's getting herself painted that fall in love. And it is really sweet. It doesn't really sound like the type of film I'd, I'd sort of choose to watch. But you're definitely sort of selling the sort of the cinematic and, like, I do appreciate a good film for like it's sort of like visuals like how it looks like how how well it's like produced and everything like that and it does sound very like professional in that kind of sense so I might have to give it a watch but I think you should yeah I don't think Garty's on board I will not be watching it <laughs> Premier League's back tomorrow so there will be no watching I mean I I see what you're saying Harry especially for like um most boys probably don't think of going to the cinema to see a French foreign language love story uh, that's set in the 18th century. Like, not your, Definitely not. Not your classic uh, film that maybe you would see, but of course I did. And 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 it also obviously Shock. watched it at home and we really enjoyed it, so you should definitely check it out. Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> Even if you just want to look at the pretty ladies on the screen, I think that's pretty reasonable. Yeah, I think I'm Good with up, Tom. Uh, Tom on this one. I think no. the Premier League sort of takes... takes a- priority there well we're, we're going off track so i think that's a good place to round <laughs> it off uh, thank you very much for coming on and talking about your new positions i hope to see many a change and many a sort of progress into the future of sixth form yeah thank you <laughs> thank for you. having me thank you very much and there we have it that was our head boy and head girls little insight into what they have planned for the school do you think they did a good job I think they did a great job, and it it was good practice as well for like going forward as well. Yeah, hundred percent. It's it's great for obviously the speaking practice and everything. Uh, so yeah, make sure to drop yeah. a like on the video if you enjoyed. If you're listening on YouTube or on any other platforms, make sure to drop that rating. Uh, as we also said before, uh, be sure to check out before I won. Uh, you can yeah definitely buy the book on Amazon. It should be linked in the description. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Make sure to follow our Instagram uh, after the bell. Don't think there's much else less to <laughs> much else less to plug. No, I, I think that's everything. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening. Great, thanks. Bye.